All right, Josh. Should we try this now? I think we're in sync. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We are. Uh, you can you start talking? I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. So name. so Brian wanted to talk about my adventure on from when we're recording this, it was one day ago where I decided I live in Florida and I said, you know what? They're launching a rocket to the moon and I want to go. So yep. basically I want Josh to talk about it because he was there and I was not. And I think yeah. it'd make a good story. Yeah. Brian just wants me to talk about the story of going, right? The experience that I had. <laughs> Listen to Josh's story of going today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Uh, and I don't have that pulled up at all. I was wondering I'll keep reading. Was Curiosity so... Continuum is an industry-innovating, non-traditional company, passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and want to dive deeper, visit us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. And since this probably worked out well because Josh will be doing the majority of the talking, so I still get my percentage of words in this episode. <laughs> and I got that pulled up right at the end there. So I was wondering why it was so easy to get ready tonight, and that's probably part of the reason. <laughs> <laughs> so this shuttle is called what, Josh? Tell us a little bit more for those tuning in now. Okay, so this is uh, its not a shuttle. It's a rocket, and there's a difference. Um it's a it's the rocket that's going to go to the moon again. It's called Artemis. So that's the program name, and that's the rocket name. And this is Artemis One, is what they're calling it. So this is the biggest rocket that NASA's ever built. And everyone's like, "Oh, well, didn't they build? You know, they built some big rockets. Yes, but this is the largest that they've ever built. So it's kind of uh, it's history making, and it's the mission to go back to the moon. So the first Artemis, which was as of recording, this was supposed to launch yesterday, was it's an unmanned 42-day mission. And everyone's like, well, why is it unmanned? Well, because literally this is, they built this thing brand new. And they want to, they have dummies inside of it, and they're going to take like all these readings on radiation, you know, oxygen level, make sure there's no, make sure that humans can actually be inside the rocket. <laughs> because it actually has the equivalent, I guess, it's like 16 feet wide or something like that. And I'm not exactly sure how high it is. I didn't like look at all the specs of the inside of the rocket, but it's pretty large. It's a pretty large uh, place for them. And it's supposed to go to the moon. It's going to orbit the moon. Its main mission is to make sure it's viable. And then they're also going to look for ice because if they can find ice, they think there's ice on the dark side of the moon. They'll be able to mine the ice for oxygen and fuel so they don't have to bring it with them. Ah, very good. 
So this kind of, I, I think about um, the moon, I think for our generation, it already happened. Right. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't our parents' generation where you'd never been. And now it's like, oh yeah, we've been to the moon and we had pictures of the moon. And then we learned more about the moon. We told stories about man and the moon. But Josh, what does this represent in terms of like, what, what's the big deal about ice and what's the big deal about breaking it down into right. uh, you know, oxygen and hydrogen? Right. Well, ice, first of all, is H2O. It's water. <clears throat> Basic thing, right, that we all need. Everyone agrees we need water. So humans need it, but we can, we're able to break ice and water into its components of hydrogen and oxygen. And that's what they use as fuel, on the shuttle, it's actually liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen. And when they fill up this, the tanks on Earth here, they're actually putting them in at like minus 423 degrees. And when you're looking at the tanks in the, in the rocket and you see like this vapor coming off of it, it's actually recycling the stuff that's boiling off at the top of the rocket. And it's letting it out into the app. It's venting it. And then it's keeping it fueled. So they don't actually disconnect the the rocket from the fuel, you know, from the hose until like right before they launch. And they keep it moving. They keep it cool. And then the actual rocket itself, the tanks shrink because it's so cold. So that everything has to be flexible. Hmm. So it's important to find this in space because then we don't have to bring it with us. Because imagine taking like look how big this rocket is now and i was telling brian before we started uses something like 1500 gallons a second to get off the earth so it's like okay that's a lot you know and it's and imagine if we had to lift that and then lift more with us just to go places it's kind of really not efficient to do it's even gotten, as far as a cost efficiency, even more efficient to be able to launch stuff up into the air. But and it's part of that is the numbers. Right. And part of that is the reusability. So if it's something you can reuse, like the shuttle, that was the big part about the shuttle. It was a reusable vehicle. And yeah, like the Artemis rocket cost $4 billion to make. But if they launch it up twice, it's only $2 billion. Yeah. You know, you launch it up three times, it's like one point whatever billion. And then you launch it up four times, it starts going to like one billion. You know, it starts actually getting to like manageable amounts of cash. And so that's the big deal about reusability in, in these vehicles. So basically the moon becomes a gas station. Yeah. And that's part of the pro the, the there's four missions planned. Artemis one was the viability mission. Artemis two was going to was going to bring people to the moon but not actually land on it and just they were going to go around the moon they're also bringing like components for a space station and then Artemis 4 I think was the one that was like they're going to dock at this space station and build it and it's the refueling station to go to Mars aha uh-huh. so there is reason to go back to the moon ladies yes. and gentlemen dun 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 <laughs> and obviously when you refuel at the moon you're not going to have to, your fuel is going to go much farther. So you won't need as much and you'll be able to, you won't have to escape the earth's gravity to begin with. And that's part oh, of the true. reason we need, we need so much fuel to get off the planet. Right. Right. Yep. yep. 
That makes sense. So this is the backdrop of where Josh was headed to watch this majestic thing take off into the air. And, right. Like we alluded to. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's a launch that didn't happen. So, so what happened? So here's what happened. Um, well, what first happened is I heard, hey, this launch is going off. And I happened to, my, my, one of my buddies, Steve-O, calls me and he's like, hey, you want to go to this launch? I said, yes, I want to go because I've never been to a la- actual launch launch. So I'm like, I want to see this thing, right, in person. And he's like, I know just a place to go because I've been to, he's been to every launch of every rocket, not every, every type of rocket. So he was at the launch of Apollo 11. He was at like the launch of like some of the space shuttles. He was at the Challenger when it exploded. He was at, so he's been at a lot of them. So he was, he was like, yeah, and I'll show you where I like to sit and we'll watch it. And he's like, it's awesome. It's in Titusville. It's right across the water. And it's literally across the water from, and I've never been there. So I thought. This is going to be fun. The launch was 8.33 in the morning. And so I live about four hours from there. And so I thought, man, I'm going to have to get up early. And Steve's like, you ain't kidding me. He goes, we're leaving at 2 in the morning. (laughs) 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 And so I'm like, well, he's driving. And I'm using his car. So I'm like, I'm going to get my butt up and I'm going to go. So I make my tea. (laughs) I pour some stuff. I make sandwiches. I put it all in my cooler. I get some tea, I get a thermos full of tea, and I just like, all right, put some sugar in that tea, and I'm just like, I'm waiting for him. So he calls me at 1.15. He's like, yep. I'm like, yep. I go, I'm taking a shower, and then I'm, he goes, I'll be there in, you know, 40 minutes or whatever. So he gets here right at 2. So, like, he looks at his watch. He's like, 2.10. He's like, clicks it. Like, we're off. So we start driving. <laughs> we, and he forgot to get gas. So we had to go, we had to stop and get gas at, like, 3 in the morning. I'm going to tell you something. There was the gas station was freaking closed at three in the morning, <laughs> but you could still buy gas with to pay at the pump. So I'm like, okay, well, I got to go to the bathroom. He's like, nah, don't worry about it. You know, he goes, we'll just, we'll find another gas station. So I'm like, okay. So like an hour later, I'm drinking the tea. He's like, you want to switch out driving? I'm like, sure, let's switch out. So we're actually, we actually made pretty good time at the beginning. We were, um, it was like 420 and we were at I-4 already. So we were like. Less than like like two hours, and I was almost to Orlando. So I'm like, let's stop and just kind of, you know, just stop at a Wawa or something. I didn't realize how many people were at Wawa at 4:20 in the morning. The place was packed. So we stopped. I went to the bathroom. I got more tea. I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna drive. So I started driving. I didn't know where I'm going. I mean, I know how to get to places in Florida, but I haven't really been much farther than Orlando. I was to St. Augustine once, but I went to I-95 and went up, right? And so I never, like, got off the interstate ever. So, like, Steve was like, well, just take this road, take that road. So we're taking all these back roads, which is fine, because we're actually missing a lot of the traffic on I-4. And in that early in the morning, there's still a lot of traffic. So, like, 5.30, we are literally nine miles from Titusville. And all of a sudden, the traffic comes to a complete and utter halt. We're on a two-lane road, uh, one one way each, one lane each way. We see we see emergency lights up ahead. So I'm like, well, there must be an accident. You know, we're just going to get moving. I go, we'll just sit here for a while. So we start sitting there and sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. And all of a sudden, emergency vehicles are coming by us. So we're like, oh, this is a pretty bad accident. Um, about 45 minutes into sitting there. We're like, should we turn around? And we're like, nah, you know, we're only nine miles away. 
if we turn around, it's like a 25-mile detour back around. Because in Florida, it's weird. The, the main roads, there's not a lot of side roads, like a lot of places. So if you're in the, like the middle of the state, there's like four main drags that you can take, and that's about it. So I'm like, well, we have to do like backtrack, go back basically to the Wawa, and turn around and go up. So I'm like, let's just wait it out. Well, then all of a sudden, a rescue helicopter comes and lands to airlift this uh, one of these poor guys, I guess, that was in this accident out. And I'm like, well, once that helicopter comes, usually it goes pretty quick, you know. So the helicopter came, was there for an hour. So this is an hour and 45 minutes at this point that we're sitting there. We look behind us. There's only two cars behind us in this huge road. And I'm like, did they shut the road down behind us and didn't tell us? It's exactly what happened. So they shut the road down behind us. And now it's 7 o'clock, Brian. Now, this launch is supposed to be 8.33. Yeah. It's a little after 7. The light, it's getting light out. And so Steve's like, I'm going to get out of the car because we're just stopped there. I mean, he goes, I'm going to get out of the car. I'm going to see what the heck's going on. We were only three cars from the, the top of the accident. And when the light started coming, we saw there was a, a coach bus completely crushed front end and a oh car goodness. that was completely crushed and oh was man. like kind of overturned on its side. And so he, Steve's like this, we're not going anywhere, you know, but nobody came and told us and that, you know, it was going to be there. We were going to be there for hours. So we we're like, oh, let's turn around and let's take the detour. So we actually turned around, took the detour. That was uneventful. We got to Titusville 40, 40 minutes before the launch. So we're like, okay. So Steve's like, hey, I know right the place to go. We just park. I didn't realize how big of a thing one of these launches is in Titusville. It's a small, smaller city with like one main drag, uh, US-1, which runs right up and down the water. And then like two other main drags in. So we were, and we parked, and there, everyone's like, 10 bucks to park, 10 bucks to park, you know, or whatever. And we just parked for free in a parking lot that was open. That was actually a abandoned Sears parking lot. But it was only like five minutes from where we wanted to be, so we just parked there. Walked over, and of course, Evo is a guy that will, like, make a conversation with anybody. So he just starts talking to a guy. He sees a Texas license plate. He's like, hey... I'm from, I was lived in Pearland for a while. Do you know? You know, he starts talking to the guy and guy's like, oh yeah, I know where Pearland is, you know? And it's like 8.15 when we get there and we're watching this thing, you know, we're like, hey, this is, we can see it across the water. Pretty awesome. I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm fine. And it's starting to get light out, you know, and everything's, and you can see there's a storm in the distance, but if, as long as it's five miles away, they're good to go. And everyone, and I asked the guy because my cell phone stopped working. So all my data stopped working. All my texting stopped working. I could still use my phone, but like there were so many people around me. There must have been 100,000 people on the beach. And they just overloaded the cell phone towers, right? So then it's like 8, you know, 20. I'm like, hey, we got 15 minutes. You know, it's just, you know, let's, let's hold on. So eight, I'm like, 8.33 rolls around. And I'm like, well, this is 8.33. Nothing happening. So I'm like, okay, this is a problem. You know, I know it can be a minute or two. So it was like 8.35, and one of the guys on the beach says, it's scrubbed, and everyone takes off. <laughs> like, everyone starts packing up. 
And I told Steve, do we just wait here for like an hour? He's like, no, nah, let's just go back to the car and we'll just, you know, try to get out of town. So the getting out of town part was like intense. <laughs> I bet. Like we were like, yeah, there was ambulances everywhere. Some people got like hit by cars going across the road. and Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I'm like, what the heck's going on? You know, it was pretty orderly except for just a few things. But it was very uneventful, except for the trip. <laughs> so then it's like eight. It's like eight forty-five in the morning. Nothing is open. We're hungry. It's like we don't really want fast food. So Steve's like, "Well, let's just go and just hang out for the day." I'm like, "Yeah." So he because he went to school in Daytona, which is not very far. So he's like, "Let's go to Daytona." So he went there, went to his college, his Emory Riddle, um, walked around there for a bit. And then it was like 11 o'clock and stuff started opening. So I'm like, let's get something to eat, (laughs) you know? So like we went on the beach in Daytona and walked around and I had never been to Daytona actually. So it was kind of nice, but it was like a very interesting experience the whole day. And then I'm like, well, I guess we need to waddle our way back to a, you know, four hour drive back, you know? Oh, geez. (laughs) So it's like noon and I'm like, well, let's start our way back. And we just... It was uneventful drive back, to be honest. We just took, uh, we took a, we learned some lessons from the morning. We took another couple of ways, but we were able to get back. So that was the story of the launch that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Josh. Here's a question that comes from it. Yeah. Everybody's there for the same purpose. They're going to watch something historic, right? Right. And it didn't happen. So then people kind of bail. But what were some of the things that happened while you were there talking with folks? Like, did you strike up conversations with people like Steve did? Yeah, like we talked to a we talked to a woman there that. um, So part of this was just so you know that we were going to go into the Kennedy Space Center. But we, we just couldn't get there because there was some issue with tickets and all that. So we had to go into the public area that we weren't planning to go to to begin with. So there was a woman there that was funny because she came up to me like 10 minutes before the launch. She's like, well, where's the rocket launching from? You know, Steve does, he's kind of smart. You know, he's like, you see the rocket? <laughs> That's where it's <laughs> launching from. And it's across the water. And I could be honest with you, like it took me a hot minute to kind of like, you know, but I had seen pictures of it. So I kind of knew what it looked like because there's many buildings. Uh, there's a Kennedy Space Center. There's it's launch pad 39B, which is actually the closest to Titusville, but it's not close by any means. So it's far. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you see it right there. And I pointed, you know, and then I just got to talking to her and I said, well, how come? You know, I said, how do you? Uh, and she had an accent, you know, like a Tennessee accent or like a Mississippi accent. And I asked her, like, you know, where are you from? And she's like, oh, I'm, you know, I lived in Tennessee and Mississippi and Alabama and blah, blah, blah. But I just moved to Florida. And she goes, I've, I, I moved here three weeks ago and this is my first launch. And so I, and she was like in like 50, you know, so she was like pretty close to Brian and I's age. Um, well, more close to my age and Brian's age, but like around our generation of people. So it was like kind of like we had a lot in common. And I was just kind of talking to her a little bit and she was just like, you know, this is actually kind of fun. And I'm like, well, where do you live? Because I'm like, you know, everyone is just there, standing there. I'm like, how far away do you actually live from this thing? She's like, oh, I live three blocks that way. Oh, geez. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting to talk to her about it, you know, like, um, <clears throat> because I couldn't, I mean, like, Brian and I grew up in a city, like, like they had the thing called Riverfest. 
and everyone just ascended upon our homes, you know, like we're, for like a whole yes. day. And it was annoying. You know, it was like a weekend of like annoying people walking around my house and everything and blocking <laughs> my driveway. I couldn't imagine, but at least this is an event and it's done and it's over. But yeah. it's a great boon because on that US one, there's just tons and tons of restaurants. And they're just like hot dogs are us and, you know, Shiloh's restaurant and all these restaurants are just sitting there and they're all full of people. So it, it made this little city like a really like something important in Florida, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I you should have. Well, first of all, you should hit the lady up. Say, well, since everything's closed for breakfast, can we come to your house for breakfast? <laughs> just invite yourself over. <laughs> it's like, thank you. You're welcome. Um. One thing I, I like about this is that you have you, you can talk about the journey and it'll be a memory even if the thing you went there for didn't happen. Right. You know, if and Josh would be able to hopefully when it relaunches and they're scheduled to relaunch in a few days, regale you with the awe and splendor of this rocket. Instead, he's got a story about how this thing actually <laughs> didn't work out and yeah, talking to some people. Yeah, I met a lot of interesting people. I did meet some other people too. I actually was giving out like Curiosity Continuum business cards to some people, um, because Steve-O has a. He was like he saw a guy with like a Vietnam. He's also a Vietnam veteran, so he saw a guy with a Vietnam veteran hat on. He goes talk to him, and he's like, "Hey, my buddy has a podcast." Blah blah blah. You know, <laughs> so I'm like, "Hey, here's a card." You know, so I'm talking to Steve these guys. A hype yeah, yeah. Awesome. So I just talked to these guys, but it is really interesting though to talk to different people that you're not going to see them again you know yeah. like in reality you're not you know they i mean maybe they're they like listening to this episode you know that would be actually kind of cool because if, if they are you know reach out you've got my contact info now so um it would be great to like if they like when it actually does launch to like reach out to people and say hey if you went hit us up and let's talk about it mm -hmm. you know because everyone's going to have a different experience of doing this. And I, for me, the experience of the launch was just kind of the, the, the cherry on top of the ice cream. You know, it was fun to spend a day with my friend, you know, he's a, he's a little older guy, so he's kind of lonely sometimes. He doesn't have much family around. And it was fun to just spend the day with him and just kind of like bang around, even though like hat, like we were driving for like 13 hours, you know, right? <laughs> but it's just kind of like, it was fun, you know, that's good. You know, I think the thing I think about is this, too. Um, when you go places, and sometimes you may think like, well, you know, what am I really doing that's important? And you kind of reflect on that. So every time Josh tells this story, he's going to tell the story the way that he struck up a conversation with this woman who lived in Tennessee. And, you know, and those little other things that happened in that conversation is talking to other folks, that will go into somebody else's memory bank. You're going to be in that play one way or another. and. Right. Those are things that you may not even realize that people think were like, well, this is really dramatic or awesome to be able to, <laughs> you know, like be remembered by these are my grand words. But really, it was like he, you remember the conversations, some of the interesting people that you meet. And that really becomes the things that make great story. It's not just the main storyline, but all the surrounding characters that support that story. And everybody's got those things that take away. Yeah, and I think that's part of the, what this story is. It's about the the story within this story, and that's why we wanted to tell it, because not only is it funny that I went there for a launch and it didn't launch, but I still had an interesting experience in an adventure. 
Yes. And that's what it's about. It's about just having fun. So go out and have some fun. And even if you get rained out or scrubbed or something else, you'll carry some good memories. And it probably is a good one to tell around the uh, fireplace, you know, at across the table over drinks or whatever it may be. So we'll put a comma here until next time. And this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.